Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. You're listening to the award-winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, featuring business experts, industry disruptors, game changers, and thought leaders to help you navigate a constantly changing marketplace. Want to build a successful business and become known as an influential voice in your industry? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. This is episode... 247 brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you stand out, be heard and become an influential voice in your industry with a podcast. And yes, I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, my guest today says most brands either hit a wall or a ceiling, break through walls with the latest ad hacks and break through ceilings with creative that converts. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Joining me on today's show is Moody Nashawadi. I hope I've uh, pronounced that correctly moody moody is the chief strategy officer at performance marketing agency mute six and he manages hundreds of millions of dollars in ad spend and leads and develops all of the creative strategy for dozens of brands my goodness are we going to have fun picking his brain today he's going to talk about how to get exponential return on your ad spend using facebook ads he's going to talk about how and why we need to use video creative to tell our brand stories on facebook and instagram as well as essential website optimizations you need to have in place so that you can increase your conversion rate. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Yeah, glad to be on the show. Excited to get into it. Yeah, this is a topic I'm sure you have many people asking you. What ifs, hows, things continuously change uh, when it comes to Facebook and Instagram. However, one of the things I'm sure that doesn't change are the strategies around brand creatives, storytelling. Once we get all of those principles in place, even though the tools may change, the fundamentals of the things that you bring to the table certainly don't. So what are some of the things, let's start off with, looking at some of the things that brands, businesses are not doing properly. And that's one of the reasons a lot of their uh, spend, if you will, is just not maximizing return. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that people aren't doing, they're not telling those stories and they're looking to ads to potentially sell product faster than they can really build a brand around those stories. Yes. Um, and that's something we run into all of the time. Um, and so it, the ways you use uh, the tools that you have uh, with Facebook ads is, is really important to tell that story mm -hmm. um, and we do it really well with video. Uh, and, and it's a hundred percent, uh, the right way to go and the way that's going to be even more important as we move into, 
um, you know, the years to come mm. looking at the digital age. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that you must get all the time too, and this is something that I often see and hear are people, businesses going, yeah, yeah, got that storytelling. We need to tell the story of our brand. They take a deep breath and then they go, hi, my company is so-and-so and we provide the best services and blah, blah, blah. Got to strip yep. that back. When, you t when you're talking about storytelling, what is it? Because that in, its, in a sense is what people get wrong too. What is the story? So yeah, uh, so at Mute 6 here, we, um, you know, what we like to do is we'll do a deep dive into the brand. Where did they come from? Uh, what's their origin story? That's a great thing to tell. Mm -hmm. um, but how is it that they've developed the product that they've developed? Um, and why are people going to love you versus any other brand? Mm. Um, and, and that's it. So when you start building that story on like why people should love you instead of why should people buy your product, yes. um, you're moving in the right direction. Yeah. And I love the way that you focused it on why should they bother? Why should they care? So in other words, consumers, your ideal client, why should they listen or view, watch? Uh, how is it going to be relevant to them? So supposing we have all of those boxes ticked, and we then start to leverage some of these incredible tools. What are some of the things that you see is working really well now when it comes to getting exponential return on spend of, around advertising using Facebook ads? Yeah, so uh, the way you tell the story on Facebook and Facebook ads is you have to think about what is the user doing when they're scrolling through their Facebook or their Instagram. Um, they're spending time you know, trying to absorb and, and discover new content and be entertained. Um, and this is not the time to be hard sales focused. Instead, you have to be a little bit more, um, you have to be more native to the platform in your, in your content. Uh, and some of the strategies that we're really, really doing well is we'll create sort of uh, stories or uh, we'll actually match the way a lot of stories go viral on Facebook mm -hmm. and then talk about the brand in that same sort of way. Yeah. So there's a lot of social pages and news pages that do a lot of text overlay on screen. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's like discovery content. It's made to be watched uh, with your phone uh, on silent. It's got a lot of text overlays and it, and it's usually about a minute long. It's mm -hmm. nicely digestible. Um, and it, what happens is it causes people uh, as long as you have interesting content there, it causes people to absorb um, your story and, you know, also potentially your your sales position and your your, your unique value props. Mm -hmm. And people will start having that conversation right there on the platform in the comment section. They'll start target tagging their friends. Um, and you know, one of it's it's been something that's been working for us for years, and uh, it continues to do uh, really really well mm -hmm. uh, when it to driving interest uh, and sales uh, to our online stores yeah. and online brands. And I love the way that you've kind of given a, a recipe, if you will, or a formula. And I'd imagine the content that slots into those key areas that you just mentioned is going to differ depending on audience and who that person is that's going to be scrolling. I think one of the things that I often see in here businesses not really getting clear on, totally clear on, and you may, may experience this too with your clients or people that you speak to as well, is that haven't fully understood what it is that is going to have their ideal client stop as they're scrolling and then start to engage with that content. How can businesses start to become 
um, investigators, if you will, to find out what it is that their ideal client is scrolling through their feed and stopping. What are some of the things that you've seen work really well to, to identify that? Yeah, um, go follow your competitors um, or other brands who that target mar market is following. Yeah. Um, brands, but also maybe social pages and influencers, see what sort of content they're making. Um, and they leave lots and lots of light, right? Success leaves clues. So yeah. Yeah. go find those people who are already doing it well. If it's got a lot of engagement, it's got a lot of views, it's got a lot of comments, people are happy. Um, it's probably something that's doing well itself. Yeah. Uh, and, that's, and that's kind of where it started is, is our ability to observe what was working in, in Facebook and on the platform. We've been watching it for seven or eight years now. And, and you know, uh, the content's changed. I mean, the, the platform's changed, but the content's changed. Um, and that's kind of our secret sauce is to, is to be able to observe and make changes quickly yes. um, with our creative team who's yeah. producing that content. When you look back over the years that you've been monitoring and then, as you said, you've been um, transforming and changing the, the content, the creatives, to really align with what's expected and what's being engaged with in the platform, do you see it working in cycles? And have you been able to um, see this, the cyclical, if that is, is the case, in like every couple of years? Or is it more the changes that Facebook makes that you think, oh, okay, here's another Facebook change, we need to monitor and then adapt as far as what's being continuously engaged with? Yeah, you know, the from the cycles that I've seen, it's it's been people want to digest things quickly. Um, mm. So they have, they're becoming less and less patient. I mean, they have literally an infinite amount of content at their fingertip at any moment. It's infinite, right? So um, what's what they're going to invest their time in, uh, you've got to win them over very quickly. So, mm. you know, a lot of people talk about the first three seconds of your video. Is that is that engaging? Does that does inspire curiosity? Does that get them to commit to watch the rest of the video? Yes. Um, and we spend a lot of time just testing those first three key seconds, mm -hmm. um, even if the rest of the content's the same, but we want to know what's going to get them to watch it. Yes. Do you find that uh, sometimes, and again, I guess it's, it's the audience and who is the ideal client that particular brand is wanting to target. What are some of, and you don't have to disclose the secrets obviously, but what are some of the most surprising things that uh, you've seen as really engaged well with an audience that you weren't expecting? Um, a funny one is, so we've got, we've got a lot of online first companies, so mostly e-commerce. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're selling all, all sorts of like apparel and, um, you know, fashion products, but also skincare and cos uh, cosmetics and things yes. like that. You have to put them in, in an experience where they're in, they're naturally thinking about buying something. So like for cosmetics, mm -hmm. um, when people buy cosmetics, the first thing they want to do is swatch it on their wrist. Mm -hmm. So, so you start to tell a story of like, what does this feel like on my skin? Um, what is this? What does this product look like? And you can mix it and match it with lifestyle uh, lifestyle footage uh, as well. Another one that's really interesting that I think is hilarious is. Um, we have a, a, a jeans client and the thing that sells jeans is how people's butts look in jeans, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, is, which is hilarious. And so if you, I mean, if you just show, you know, you got to find those, those key things that people care about when they're 
in the consideration phase of buying your product yeah. and you have to show them those things. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And again, I think something that um, is apparent from what you're explaining and what you're sharing is that sometimes it's going to take uh, investigation, absolutely, but just getting it out there and seeing what really has an uptake, what people are really engaging with. And often it's, as you said, in the case of the jeans, they were probably the materials, long lasting, whatever. But now it was back to how does your backside look in a, a pair of jeans, which is great. Well, you mentioned or we mentioned in the introduction around Facebook and Instagram. And you were saying that the content needs to be relevant, uh, you know, native for whatever platform. What differences are you seeing between, say, videos you're sharing on Facebook in comparison to, say, video content on Instagram? Yeah, um, our video, our, so our, our content strategy on the Facebook platform is, is designed for conversation. Um, it's just naturally better there to have, um, is, is to try to figure out ways to engage with people in the community. Mm. Instagram's more of a lookbook. Mm. Um, it's where people want to see like really nice design and style, um, and content that's, it's, um, more, uh, more just kind of curated. Mm. And, and that's the thing about Instagram is when people are posting pictures on their Instagram, it's touched up. It's, you know, it's it's missing that sort of native experience. Mm -hmm. um, the native experience that exists on Instagram now is in stories, it's in TV. That's where people post their day-to-day, -day, you know, every few hours sort of content. And it's not cleaned up, it's not cut up to be this beautiful manu uh, um, uh, sort of manicured, mm. manicured thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so with Instagram, beautiful imagery tells a wonderful story. Um, with Facebook, it's like trying to create a conversation. Yeah, I love that. Do you see that or do you think and, and expect any of changes to that when we're now thinking of um, IGTV? Of course, that's launched recently and by the time the audio version goes out, it's it's probably going to be a few more weeks, maybe even a month or so, that, that people have started engaging in that. Do you foresee that that's going to bring more of that conversation to the platform with that that particular um, new release, if you will. Yeah, you know, um, it's going to be really interesting to see how IGTV moves about. You know, you, what they're trying to do is capture YouTube's market. You know, yeah. especially with the younger demo, their YouTube has a lot of of people who spend lots of time there, mm. um, and Facebook's clearly worried about it. So um, I'm not sure how that's going to, I mean, from a brand perspective, you want to be first on the platform, mm. right? Because you, you know, it's a new channel. It's exciting. People are trying to poke around. Do you have first movers rights? I mean, a lot of people take their time with these sort of things to see what happens. I say be the opposite, jump in there, see, see how you can make, make it effective and how you can strategically get more eyeballs on your content and have mm -hmm. fun with it. Mm -hmm. um, from an advertising perspective, doesn't exist yet, so we don't even know yet what uh, what sort of placements or things are gonna uh, pop up there. But uh, it's gonna be really interesting to figure so, all yeah. those things out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, as you said, one of those. Um when something new comes to a platform, if you're already doing uh, other content creators that are being leveraged well and working well for you, it's just a matter of, okay, let's be there at least 
and then once that platform starts to, to become more where we can put money behind it, then at least we've gotten to the stage that through our use of it, we can see what's working well. What are people interacting with? What are they engaging with? Can we funnel them or, or bring them across and share, you know, get them from the IGTV down to a, an image which has been, as you said, manicured to, to just look sharp. Uh, and that's the way as marketers I think we need to, um, to go. Let's talk about some of these things that we need to have in or on place in our websites, website optimizations to increase conversion rates. What are some of those things? Yeah, so uh, when I'm thinking about them, you know, there's a, this great book out there called Don't Make Me Think. Um, that's number one. Don't People shouldn't have to think to get to the goal that they want. If yeah. they're on your website, they're curious, um, they want to know more, you know, give them the tools and the direction necessary to get the best of, of whatever value you're bringing to them. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so having like very clear navigation, having um, examples of other people in their demo um, using either the product or service um, have very, you know, um, have, you know, and I, I mean, there's a lot of things you could do. And these are the things I'm thinking of um, just right off the top of my head. Uh, clear, very clear, uh, risk-free trials of, of your services or products mm. um, is, is super important. Yeah. Uh, Oh, it, it, from the sounds of it, you work with a lot of brands um, that have a product that, mm -hmm. um, like jeans and, and makeup. Uh, when you're thinking about service-based businesses then, you know, a free trial of the product may be, if, you, if you're thinking about an author or so, like a couple of chapters of their book, maybe they've got a podcast, something like that. It, it, what you're talking about is giving people an opportunity to consume whatever product or service you have. Are you finding yeah. then with the conversion, obviously on the website, but then um, to, to actual dollars being invested from the consumer, that when the client or the potential client has had an opportunity to interact and engage and then consume a piece of a product or content, that uh, the conversion increases? So in other words, why I'm asking that, if a business is not already allowing a trial of uh, their product or service, that's something that you're seeing is starting to increase the actual spend. Yes or no? What are you finding? So, are you, so from a product perspective, uh, if there isn't a trial, maybe it's just the ability to try it uh, for 30 days and get your money back, mm -hmm. uh, right? So it's like it's creating like it's creating really, really small uh, barriers to and, uh, basically a no risk. Uh, uh, opportunity to try the product if yeah. I don't like it I can return it that's fine yeah would um, that be for a pair of jeans too that might be a bit difficult or have you seen yeah, that <laughs> so yeah no and in the the good the good apparel companies out there figure out ways I mean jeans are tough because like uh, you know I'm I personally for the most part try to buy my jeans in a store where I can yeah. try them on mm -hmm. um, this company they send out two pairs and you send back the one you don't like uh, so if you're in between sizes or you're not sure which one, yes. uh, that's a good way to do it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's becoming easier and easier to buy uh, sort of clothing online. And I'm I'm the person who has really long legs and a short torso, so yes. it doesn't work out for me most mm. of the time. I buy shirts that are too long or pants that are not long enough. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, and I think from a business point of view, as you said, when you're thinking about your website, don't make me think. When you're talking about um, someone consuming your product or purchasing it, making it so easy that any potential objection, if we're looking at online, you know, online commerce, what could be something, a reason that a consumer is not going to invest in your product? In the case of the jeans, send to, here's how you can easily send the, the pair back that doesn't fit easy. Well, if I get stuck, I'm, I'm able to return them, I think is important. Something, and I'd love just to spend a little bit of time as we come to the end of the show, because as you said, and I know millennials as well, our attention span is shrinking. And every year, that attention span seems to be getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And as a brand, it's really hard to come up with the content that's really going to share everything that we want it to. What are you seeing? Like, is it going to get shorter? Or what are some of the content um, that you're seeing that customers or consumers are tending to spend a little bit more time on in the engagement factor. What are you seeing? Yeah, so it's uh, it's interesting because yeah, attention span is getting harder to win. Beautiful photography mm. is one of those things that gets people to stop and look and just sit there in awe and go, wow, that's great. And mm. then, so as you start to pepper in this, I mean, you could do you could do sequences of beautiful photography um, before they ever see like an ad to go purchase. Mm -hmm. um, and so then it's like, they're looking at you as a brand from an art perspective, uh, which is great. Yes. And that goes to the, that goes to, you know, when they land on your website, they, there's key things you absolutely have to do. You have to be uh, value first, mm -hmm. uh, benefit first, not, not uh, a lot of people I see be uh, feature first. No, people don't care about features. They care about benefits. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and the same thing with uh, the same thing with ads. It's it's uh, it's all about them. Make it about them, not about what sort of features or things you have. And um, it's it's really important to think about that thought sequence. You know, whether it's the first time they're seeing you or they're visiting you for the third time, you're building all of these experiences and all of the pages um, in the whole funnel to that thought process. Is is where they are? What are they doing? What you know? What part of the stage are they in? Mm -hmm. um, those are the things I think that really matter. Matter, yeah. Something that I know as business owners, we've been taught by many marketers is around the seven, you know, to twelve or fourteen touch points, and that you know obviously is a figure that uh, does change depending on industry and, and who you speak to. But are you seeing the touch points increasing? Uh, over time so that when we're thinking of our funnel actually you need to have more touch points in that what what are you finding with uh, you know the content and the funnels you're creating for your clients yeah I, I think the touch points are increasing I mean uh, we try to do it where people who can discover a brand and in the same moment get go to a website and pull out their wallets and, and buy but that's yeah. a really hard thing to do mm. um, you know ask a stranger to pull out their wallets and buy something online it's um, it's getting easier to do just because naturally people are more comfortable with spending online. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, you do definitely want, as you compete and as the market gets thicker, you want to have thought out uh, multiple touch point sequences built in your advertising campaigns. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I guess, yeah, yeah, sorry, continue. No, I'm just saying that's not hard to set up. That's all. Yeah, because uh, I think one of the things that that are that that's quite well known is that if we look at a, a pool of buyers or potential consumers, they're going to be a very small portion of those 
who are at the stage where they've done a little bit of research, there is a huge need and they're ready to buy. And when you've got your ad or that content that really engages, tells a really good story and then leads them, guides them over to make that purchase, there you've got them. It's just a matter then of capturing as many of those people as you possibly can. How regularly are you checking uh, in? Why I ask, and when I say checking in, checking in the creatives, having a look at the figures and then tweaking and changing creatives and, and obviously ads and things like that. The reason I ask that is so often people will go, tried it, doesn't work, Facebook ads don't work, but they've given up and they should really have kept it testing, testing, monitoring, testing. What kind of is a cycle that you go? I know that's going to be different yeah. with every, but give us some, some idea because this stuff, once we understand a recipe or formula that works, we can continue to roll that out. Yeah, so there's a lot of testing that needs to be done mm. um, because there's so many parts to it. It's not, it's not just the, it's not just the ad, it's the, so like when we look at the whole funnel, it's the first sec, the first instance they see you, which is the creative. Yeah. Um, does the creative resonate or do a good job of telling the story of who you are and what your products or your offering or services, right? Mm -hmm. Two, it's, it's when people move off of Facebook to your, to your site, um, is your site set up in a way that, that gets them further down the funnel to where they want to go and, um, there's just so between the creative, the people you're trying to target, um, the messaging you're doing on site, um, how your checkout flow is, uh, there's there's so many factors that you absolutely have to test. And, um, you know, while three years ago it was probably easier to do that thing, it was less competitive market yeah. here. Now it, it's absolutely important that you that you try to find every single edge in that whole funnel. Yeah. When you're thinking about a typical funnel, on average, what are those touch points or those key areas that you're me measuring? Are there 10 different steps in that? Are there five? What's the average that you're monitoring? Well, yeah, I mean, um, so I've grouped them up into four or three elements. It's the, uh, finding success on Facebook from an e-commerce perspective, um, and probably a service perspective as well is, um, a is, is your product great? Mm -hmm. it, you know, that's number one, people aren't going to buy a, a product that isn't, that isn't great or doesn't solve their problem. Um, two is, uh, you know, and that's, and that, you know, people come to us, we've managed quite a few brand, brands here. Um, we've, we barely, if we find success with products that aren't great, um, it's very limiting in how much time we can keep that success. Yeah. Um, so like this, you know, it, the service actually has to be, the product has to be amazing. Yes. Um, so the, and, and that's like, that's the, that's the, that's the world we live in now. If, if you've mm -hmm. got bad products, you're just not going to survive as a business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think and you so, were saying three things. So obviously the product or service has to be good. Product is one, yeah. creative is the second. Um, having great video creative is, is really important. Um, and then it's the media buy portion. So knowing how to target, knowing how to segment, knowing to look for the right mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. uh, when you're actually buying advertising on Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the funnel. Um, yeah. So that in the funnel is, um, you know, are you, are you selling things in the, in the correct manner on Facebook? And that's, 
I mean, that's a five-hour thing in itself. So, <laughs> yeah. um, It's been valuable. The reason I ask that is I've got a couple of colleagues who are in uh, either the SEO space or Google mm. AdWords space, and uh, they often say to me, you, you, you wouldn't be surprised or you'd be surprised at the amount of people that uh, go, my ads are not working, yet it's driving people to the website or whatever it is. But then as soon as they get to that website, they're dropping off. And that's because you know you can each aspect of the journey um, when you once you break that down and you can measure the success, then you can look at okay, well, what's not working? They're dropping off. Well, that means the the engagement is stopping at the website. Why is that? And I think if we look at it as from a big picture as a whole, we're never going to be able to narrow down as to what can we change, what can we update, what can we tweak. But that's certainly given us um, you know through hearing what you're doing in your business with your clients needs to be broken down and then stage by stage let's measure and monitor that let's tweak one thing at a time see if that makes a difference share with us a little bit more about mute six and how people can get in contact with you yeah mute six.com m-u-t-e-s-i-x.com um there's a contact form there you can look me up on linkedin or facebook or you know instagram whatever you want you can find me um I try to be helpful, so if you have a question, uh, you can reach out to me directly. Even Moody at Mute6.com. Um, but, but yeah, if you're a if you're a brand looking to scale and figure out how to, you know, break down walls and ceilings, then uh, that's what we do, and, yeah. and we're, we do it better than anyone else. We've got we've been written up by Facebook themselves, I think, fourteen or fifteen times now. Um, and they certainly love us because we keep making them money. But, you know, we can only make them money if we're making our clients money. So, yeah, yeah. no, um, that's great. And I think it's one of those things as you are trialing and error, erring with each client, you just get better information. That's what it is, isn't it? It's always information, observing, seeing what's working really well and then adapting our stories within the framework of what people are engaging with and just continue to be consistent. But above all, if your product or service is, is substandard, then no amount of advertising, no amount of uh, viral content is going to get that uh, conversion rate and into dollars into your business. So that uh, is a great reminder. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, hopefully we can do this again some other time. Absolutely. You've been right. listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, brought to you by PodcastingWithPurpose.com. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including our no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklists to get you started at www.PodcastingWithPurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.